Both the men's and women's basketball teams are finally back in action this weekend. Finals are over, and they return to the court. Men's team wraps up the Crossroads Classic, uh, presumably forever, as they take on Notre Dame, while the women's team is uh, taking on Western Michigan as they look to finish strong heading into the holiday season. Have a little bit of football news as well as another prominent player transfers away from the program. Plenty to talk about today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, December 17th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your source for IU Athletics news, analysis, reaction, previews, recaps, everything you guys could possibly want. It's been a busy week. I went into this week thinking that uh, we'd be searching for news, and signing week gave us plenty, plenty, plenty to cover for IU football. But the good news is IU basketball is uh, on the horizon this weekend. First, though, today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day and your first listen every day. Remember that Locked On Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. I think I forgot to introduce myself again. I'm Jacob. This is your first time listening, guys. Uh, again, appreciate you guys stopping by. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, leave a rating, leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers or on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Men's team, after a week off for finals, returns to action on Saturday to wrap up the Crossroads Classic. One last game in GameBridge between the four, say, major Division One programs in Indiana. Uh, I won't say never, but I think it'll be a long time before we see any type of version of this. It's one of those things that's good on paper, never really worked out or made much sense for uh, the Hoosiers specifically, but I think all four teams are kind of walking away from this. Um it just never really panned out to what people had hoped it would be. Uh, there was really there was only one season that all four teams were ranked. So it, uh, it was a good idea. They tried, didn't work, but they'll do it one last time on Saturday. Indiana takes on Notre Dame at 2.30 p.m., as I said, in Gamebridge Fieldhouse. It'll be on Fox. would imagine that means Gus Johnson will be on the call, which I'm excited about. All-time. IU dominates uh, Notre Dame 44 and 18 versus Notre Dame all time. In the last 15 games, the Hoosiers are 12 and 3 against them. And in the Crossroads Classic specifically, Indiana is 4 and 1 against them. There's been some memorable victories over Notre Dame during the Crossroads Classic. 2015, the year Indiana uh, won the Big Ten title. The Notre Dame game in the Crossroads Classic, I thought, was the biggest turning point of the season. Uh, the Hoosiers went into halftime trailing. 
going up against a Notre Dame. I believe it was a it was a zone. I think it was a one three one zone. Come out in the second half, just absolutely pick it apart, uh, blow out the Fighting Irish in the second half, and won pretty comfortably. That really jump started that season, a season as I said that ended in a Big Ten title and a Sweet Sixteen appearance. Uh, two years later, my probably my favorite Jawan Morgan game, 2017, uh, taking on Bonzi Colson and just gave him the business. To be honest, uh, the Hoosiers win 80 to 77 in overtime. Jawan Morgan had 34 points. Honestly, this thing should be called the Jawan Morgan Classic, not the Crossroads Classic, because. He was special in those games. 34 points, 11 rebounds, 13 of 17 from the field, 8 of 11 at the line. As I said, gave Bonzi Colson the business, though Colson had 29 points of his own. They came on 21 shots, but it, it had easily my favorite Jawan Morgan play. The and one he draws uh, late in overtime, pulls the Hoosiers within one wasn't that play. It was the ensuing one. He misses a free throw. The highlight moment of Zach McRoberts' career at Indiana. He grabs a rebound off the free throw, finds a cutting Morgan who slams at home to put the Hoosiers up. They end up winning by three. Uh, that was a fun game, a rare fun game uh, in the Archie Miller era. I went back and watched those highlights today and laughed at Gus Johnson saying he had a line kind of in his excitement that said, uh, my intuition is telling me there'll be brighter days in Indiana on the horizon. There wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, as I mentioned, Final Crossroads Classic game. Indiana has uh, is going to be guaranteed to at least finish tied for the best record in the Crossroads Classic. They are 7-3 and three going into this game. Butler is 6-4 and four with the next best record. So Indiana beats Notre Dame. They'll finish 8-3 and three in the Crossroads Classic, have the best record in it. Trace Jackson Davis has uh, loved playing in the Crossroads Classic as well. In two games, he has shot 14 of 18 from the field, 77.8%. Uh, not Juwan Morgan numbers, but he has certainly uh, played some big games, had some strong performances in those uh, Crossroads Classics games. If you look at Ken Palm... They predict the Hoosiers to win by three points, 71 to 68, with a 61, or excuse me, 62% win probability. Uh, it's a B tier game, which we've kind of talked about. Ken Palm has A and B tier games. The Hoosiers have lost both their A tier games, obviously, on the road to Syracuse, on the road to Wisconsin, the two easily most frustrating games of the season. But uh, this is a chance to pick up a big victory. Ken Palm is ranked number, or excuse me, Notre Dame is ranked number 53 in Ken Palm. The best win in that regard the Hoosiers have this season is St. John's at number 65. Uh, St. John's is 8-2. and two. Uh, They've played decently, but they've only played two teams that are inside the top 100, Indiana and Kansas, and have lost both games. So this is a big resume builder type of victory. For the Hoosiers, Notre Dame uh, obviously just beat Kentucky, so people are kind of talking about them, thinking about them. It'd be a big victory for the Hoosiers to immediately come back and beat Kentucky. Speaking of, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, I believe 
Kentucky CBS Sports Classic game. Uh, it was kind of canceled. Uh, it's not really canceled. It's just that Ohio State had to pull out because of COVID cases. And Kentucky was searching reportedly for a new opponent. Uh, I jokingly tweeted that they should cancel the Crossroads Classic now and let's play them. Fortunately, that will not be the case. Rick Patino was on Twitter um, trolling, I guess. Uh, not something I would expect him to do, but uh, tweeting that Iona would uh, play anyone on this upcoming uh, weekend, and I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, back to the Hoosiers. This is a game they should win and a game that could matter when you look at their resume back in or when we look back on their resume in March on Selection Sunday and around that time. Let's get some details on this Notre Dame offense, defense, who the Hoosiers should be looking out for. Before we jump into that, though, this is it, guys, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you guys are running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Uh, NetSuite, today's sponsor, is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, they're offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA there's no line for this game check bet online before I started recording not shocking considering we're 36 hours away from the game but doesn't mean you guys can't check on Saturday morning because Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And they remain your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. So whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview. 2021 kicks off today local experts betting advice and draft analysis the most comprehensive college football preview like i said kicks off today be sure to go find that 
I know the Hoosiers aren't in any bowl games or playoff preview or anything, but that doesn't mean you, I'm sure you guys are excited to watch some college football. This Notre Dame team is an interesting one when you look at some of the advanced numbers. Uh, on Ken Palm, they actually grayed out as the 24th most. So they, in adjusted efficiency, I should say, they're 20, ranked 24th. Basically, they're an efficient offense, but they're not really like good at any specific thing other than they just don't turn the ball over. They are 52nd in turnover percentage at 16.4%, uh, and 22nd in the country at non-steal turnover percentage. So if they turn the ball over, uh, it is because you stole it away from them, basically. They don't commit the unforced ones that fly out of bounds, things like that. Um, everything else is largely average. They're an average, maybe, I, I should say above average. Above average shooting uh, two-pointers, free throws, uh, they don't really get blocked. Like I said, teams don't really steal the ball, turn them over, anything like that. It's a really, really slow offense. 258th in adjusted tempo, uh, so it's not going to be an up-and-down game on uh, for, or on Saturday, I should say. The one... One of the, the few areas the Hoosiers could potentially exploit, they do not shoot the three-pointer well. 277th in the country. They don't particularly rebound uh, the offensive board well. 242nd in offensive rebound percentage. Uh, the latter of those, Trace and Race, should be able to help or should be able to dominate the glass. I don't know if it's a scheme thing uh, that they don't, throw bodies to the offensive glass because uh, defensively they don't give up offensive rebounds. We'll talk more about defense in a minute, but they're one of the best teams in the country at, pre at preventing offensive rebounds. So I don't know if it's a scheme thing that they don't send bodies to the glass, but uh, they don't, they don't really rebound or have many offensive rebounds. So it's an interesting team, like I said. They're efficient, but they're not excellent is probably the best way I would describe it, and they're slow, kind of methodical. If you look at the defense, they are slightly below average. Um, 109th in adjusted efficiency at 97.8, which is slightly below the uh, Division One average of 100.6. Uh, so... I should say they're an above average defense. I, I think you guys understand. It's a decent, it's a decent defense. Uh again, though, it's a it's an odd one because they are 16th in the country at uh not giving up offensive rebounds. And they are 23rd. This is an odd one. So they send guys to the line a lot. They're 232nd at free throw attempts per field goal attempts. So a lot of people are going to the line. They just don't make the shots, which has absolutely nothing to do with Notre Dame. It's entirely a luck-based thing. And so when they rank 23rd in defensive free throw percentage, it's not anything special they're doing. But those are the only two areas where they're really good. Uh, they don't create turnovers. Not stealing the ball. They are 327th in steal percentage. They're also really bad at defending the three-point line. 334th in defensive three-point percentage. 
the three-point line has been interesting for the Hoosiers. I don't know if that's an area they can really take advantage of, but the good news is this isn't a team traditionally that turns teams over. So you would hope that would lead to positives for Indiana in that regard. Uh, they're not great at um, overall effective field goal percentage. Uh, turnovers, we mentioned, they, they don't force them. They put people on the line. They're almost uh, perfectly average in two-point percentage, and they don't really block people. So uh, it's an offense that – or excuse me, a defense that uh, has some luck with the free throw numbers keeps people off the glass, so no real second-chance points, and then is average to maybe even slightly below average across the board everywhere else. So there are areas that the Hoosiers could find success. The three-point line, they can get to the free-throw line, knock down free throws. The problem is, as we mentioned, it's a couple areas that the Hoosiers generally don't have a ton of success. So we'll see uh, what they're able to do. If we're looking at a couple specific people to watch out for, Dane Goodwin uh, is the leading scorer at 14.3 points per game, also pulls down 5.5 rebounds, shooting 42.1% from the three-point line this season. Uh, he is the leader of this team, uh, at least statistically. Blake Wesley is at 13 points per game shooting 38% from the three-point line. Those two, though, are it when it comes to three-point shooters. Uh, Paul Atkinson is at 11 points and six rebounds a game, uh, but nobody else is in double figures. Nobody else shoots the three-ball well. Nate Lazuski is the next closest on three-point percentage. He shoots 35% from the field on four and a half, almost four and a half attempts a game. That's below average. Uh, around 36% is typically right around average uh, in the modern era. Um, so, very, it, it's a it's a team that has a couple of really good three point shooters. Goodwin and Wesley shoot over nine threes a game. Uh, but everybody else is pretty rough when it comes to the three-point line. Uh, Prentice Hub shoots 4.6 attempts per game and is shooting 18%. So there are areas where the Hoosiers, again, can exploit things and uh, potentially come away with a victory. It's just going to be a matter of execution and what version of Indiana we get through two halves because we've also seen that it can vary from half to half. So winnable game. The games after finals week are always a little funky, though. I don't really recall the Hoosiers ever just really blowing someone out in the Crossroads Classic either. Uh, I'm sure it's happened, and I've just kind of blocked it out. But it's not a place I'm – cycling through now the Hoosiers really don't go in there and just blow someone out for the most part uh, there were a couple easy wins over Notre Dame and Butler in the mid 2010s but that's really as close as it has gotten except for the very first game it was the only one the Hoosiers have won by double digits and that was against Notre Dame uh, in 2011 so 
It's not really a place the Hoosiers blow teams out, even if they've had the most success there. Be interesting to see how Indiana comes out on Saturday, but I'm excited to see the basketball team back in action. It's been a fun season to watch. Women's team is also going to be in action. They will take on Western Michigan this weekend. A little less fanfare around that one, but we'll still provide you a preview all the same, as well as Reese Taylor is going to be transferring away from the football program. We'll talk about that, what that means for this Hoosier defense. But only after we talk about Built Bar, the holidays, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, all while being high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors. You're going to have a hard time choosing. Are you going to go with my favorite cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie, maybe raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate? Uh, because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite flavor. It will start a fight. I did had <laughs> I made that mistake in our uh, kind of group DM for all of the colleges, the Locked On College Network. Mentioned cookies and cream was my favorite. It's, that's not a popular decision or popular opinion, I should say, uh, because they all fired back about how awful it is. Hey, you like what you like, and I like the cookies and cream. If you're friends with Santa, tell him to throw some Built Bars into your stocking. They're a perfect stocking stuffer. And if you like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through, different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Reese Taylor, I don't know if he actually officially announced it, but it was reported that Reese Taylor entered the transfer portal. It was an interesting career he had in Indiana. We talked about him coming into the season. He ultimately was the kind of number three cornerback on the team, Taiwan Mullen and Jalen Williams, both ahead of him, both coming back next season. Um, Reese Taylor, though, it feels like there was some, it was a missed opportunity at IU. A lot of potential that was never fully realized. He came in as Mr. Football, led, I believe it was Ben Davis, to the state title as a quarterback. He played a little bit of everywhere. He tried some some snaps at quarterback, uh, at least in practice, due to injury. They tried him at wide receiver. They were really trying to just get him the ball, let him make plays to mixed effect, I guess. Uh, they switched him over to the defensive side of the ball. I thought he played well there. Unfortunately, this season injuries really, really hampered him when he had an opportunity with Taiwan Mullen's injury to really make a statement, uh, he was unable to just physically. So he was always someone I enjoyed watching. Unfortunately, though, he has entered the portal. And as is often the case, that almost certainly means he is gone, though the door will probably remain open, but he is almost certainly gone. So I wish him the best. He was a fun player. It'll be interesting to see if he stays. 
as a defensive back wherever he does land. Maybe they move him back to offense as a receiver. Maybe they move him back to a quarterback. Who really knows? But I'll be rooting for him, one of my favorites. He was a a big part of this program's turnaround uh, and just a fun player to root for. So uh, excited to see where he lands. Women's basketball team. There's no women's crossroads classic, which is interesting because that one might have a little more appeal, though Butler really struggles. Indiana, Purdue, and Notre Dame, though, are especially with how Indiana is trending. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Put those three together, maybe throw a Kentucky, a Louisville in there, something like that. But there is no women's crossroads classic, so they are playing Western Michigan on Sunday That game will be at 1 p.m. in Assembly Hall. The Hoosiers have three games next week, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. All three games are going to be on Big Ten Plus, so or BTN Plus, I should say. If you guys were wanting to invest in it, now's a good chance because you'll get to watch the women's team next week. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to watch the women's team until December 30th, which is frustrating. It's kind of out of our control, though. But on Sunday, they will take on a Western Michigan team that is six and 6-2 this season. Uh, their losses have come to Purdue by 8 in West Lafayette and USC by 30 in L.A. It's a, it's a team that hasn't really played a ton of talent. Uh, they've played some teams all throughout Indiana, Valparaiso, Indiana State, we mentioned uh, Purdue. They'll play Indiana. They played Goshen in a exhibition. So they play Ball State, obviously, in their conference. So they're going to get the full experience of playing Indiana teams this season. The Hoosiers, though, coming off some impressive victories, uh, won their last three games by 30 points by 33 points, and by 20 points, the last of those being the Big Ten game against Ohio State. So this is a team that is rolling right now after that loss to NC State. Hoosiers are 7-4 and all-time against Western Michigan. They've won the last three meetings, though, but the those came in 1993, 1982, and 1981. So it's been a little while since the two teams have played. They'll renew this series on Sunday. Again, if you're looking for a reason to get BTM Plus, uh, this is a pretty good one. You can watch them. Almost all of the women's games moving forward, um, I sh- a very large chunk of them during conference play are going to be on BTM Plus. So again, frustrating, but uh, the Big Ten could Big Ten Network could afford a second channel. There's enough content to put on there. They just don't do it for whatever reason. So. They will play on Sunday. We will have recaps of both of those games on Monday's episode. Uh, Thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back on Monday, recap those games. Maybe some more IU football recruiting news. Some of the coaches were tweeting they're not done yet. It's a signing kind of period, not a signing day. So maybe maybe there's a surprise in there. But uh, until then, until Monday... We will just have to wait and see. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked on Bets podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all your betting needs, hosted by your boy Q with uh, analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. 
appreciate all the love. I know it was a slow week in terms of game action or game news, but uh, the football team kept us entertained. So appreciate all the feedback. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. I love to make this a conversation. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, if this is your first time listening. Uh, It really helps us out. Leave that rating and review if you can. Again, super, super helpful for us. Appreciate all the love you guys have given. Most importantly, though, guys, make sure you have a great Friday and a great weekend. And Elio.